Hello, listeners of the future, and welcome back to The Roll Report. This is Classing Up the Joint, the part of the show where we interview amazing people about amazing things. Frequently their favorite character class, but that's amazing anyway. Uh, my name is Colin. I use he and they pronouns. I am the GM and, I don't know, person behind The Roll Report in a large part. And I have my wonderful guest who I'm going to let introduce themselves. Hi, I am Blair Bogues. I use she, they pronouns, and I am a content creator in the D&D space. And I just, I'm just a big nerd. And I'm so excited to sit here and talk about Dungeons and Dragons for as long as Colin will let me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as long as I have, really, I I could, it could be all day. Um, Say less. I mean, man, if it, like, you know, it's like the dream is to just do nothing but get to talk about and play D&D all day. Oh, yeah. Uh, someday, someday, perhaps. Um, Blair, thank you for joining me. I, I think uh, I, I, I'm developing the like the starting question of mm-hmm. how how did you get into tabletop RPGs and D&D specifically? Or like, was that the entry drug? Where where Ooh. does it all start for you? I have kind of a long story about my entry to D&D. Okay, love it. So when I was in like middle and high school, I was such a little nerd and I loved everything in the nerd space. But I went to a school and I was in an environment where it was very like, you shouldn't be into nerd stuff. And so I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just like pretend to not be into nerd stuff. Uh But like, obviously, like, obviously, like teachers notice things that you're into, though. And so... I was also a theater kid. And so for the senior show, usually it gets picked for like someone who's like really into the theater program. And my director chose She Kills Monsters, which is a play about Dungeons and Dragons. Mm, mm-hmm, and so yeah. that was like my first entry into D&D. And then I started looking more into it. And then in college, I started playing Monster Hearts and like Monster of the Week. And then I found the group that I have been with for many years now, and we're all playing 5e together still. We're on a little bit of a hiatus right now while I've been like moving and everything. But yeah, I've been uh-huh. with the same group for a really long time. And that's like the the spark notes of how I got into yeah. D. I mean, how long, Lowell, not how long have you been with the group? How long has your longest campaign with this group been? Ooh, the longest campaign, I think. God, it must have been like two and a half, three years, maybe something like that. I think Okay, (laughs) it was like it started as like a one off campaign to see if it worked. And then we just kept Uh playing in the world because we loved the characters so much. So I think it might have been, yeah, like three years or something. Was it a full sort of like low level to 20 or somewhere along the high level tree? We we ended, I believe, around level. I want to say level 10 or 15. Okay. And like since then we have started playing in new worlds. We started doing other campaigns. We started trying other things. Like we're very much so like in a space now of trying to like find out where our next big thing is. And that's how I yeah. got into DMing. I'm currently DMing like the main the main thing that we're doing. Cool. I love it. And yeah. did you did you DM much like of the I guess the one shots or the other RPG systems or like this Ooh, has been no. <laughs> I've, I really only have like very uh-huh. minimal DM experience. Uh-huh. I ran one one shot forever ago and it was meant to be like a joke little Halloween one shot that was called um, Escape from Margaritaville. <laughs> oh, I love was, that. And it was like Jimmy <laughs> Buffett was a vampire. It's hard to escape from for real. <laughs> I know. Wasting away again. <laughs> so, but it was like Jimmy Buffett was a vampire and he's learning all these uh-huh. people there and it was this whole thing and I knew nothing about CR at that point in my mm-hmm. DMing career. 
And so I put these like three level five players up against a master vampire, not realizing anything. <laughs> and um, that was a very humbling experience for myself uh-huh. and going, okay, I really need to look into CR and how to perf- like balance things and everything. <laughs> Um, well, and then I DM'd like another one shot that was just kind of like a little experimental thing mm-hmm. that was like really like not like a huge thing. And now we're in this main campaign that I, I think I'm doing an okay job with. They all say that they have fun at the end of every session, which is all I can ask for. I, I mean, same. I, I, you know, the role report is the first time I've like tried to create an entire homebrew campaign from scratch, you know, like pulling from all the things that I have yeah. been doing over the last couple of years. And, you know, I am a big believer in stealing the <laughs> there's a thing in like sandman i think where they talk about there's only like eight stories in the world right there's yep. a, there's always someone wants something and someone's in the way of it but trying to take all of the tropes and the things that we know from sci-fi and fantasy and fiction that we love and be like how do i put that on my players mm-hmm. what can make it more fun oh, um yeah. yeah i i think on on to the biggest first big question mm-hmm. blair what is your favorite character class or classes in D&D? Oh, I, my two favorite classes, they're kind of tied, but literally everyone who knows me will tell you it's one of them. But okay. The basic answer that everyone is going to give for me, and I still love, they are still my favorite class up there with this other one. I love warlocks. I love warlocks wow. so much. Okay. And the other one is sorcerers. Bold, bold yeah. claims. Yeah, okay. very bold. <laughs> Yeah, uh, fucking love that. Um, you, I think, am I right? Yes, I've been I've been trying to track this mm-hmm. now with a spreadsheet. At some point, I'll be able to maybe turn into a nice graphic. You are the first person that is named Warlock. Yes. Uh, yes. The my the last interview did have Sorcerer as their unequivocal favorite. They're uh, so good. They're so fun. They're they're so cool. Um, well, okay. Uh, let's start, start with Warlock. I, 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 there was a time when I was like going through the entire like skill tree and doing the thing. And instead mm-hmm. I think I'm going to say the things that I think are really cool and that I'm going to highlight are solid, solid D8 of hit point, uh, patron and packed magic, which are super fun. And what I think are like the big cool things that set it apart are the mystic arcanum and this ability Ooh, to, yeah just have whatever spell you want essentially from other people's uh spell list Mm -hmm. i will say although we're not really getting into subclasses i have some issues with at least one of the subclasses but yeah they're a little not not equally gifted (laughs) or or i guess not not even subclass or like not patron but uh but the the packed feature um, oh yeah, yeah. Like they're very like, much so not all created equal. I, I think I I have yet to hear anyone go. Yeah, packed the talisman is dope. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> no. But uh, to to like to the main class, what what draws you to warlock? Why why is that highest on the so, list? I am a huge story person. I love the story of things, and I think with warlocks, you are immediately given a link to the world. You are immediately mm-hmm. attached to the world with your patron. Your patron already exists there. And, like, it's just so easy to immediately get immersed and, like, talk with your DM and be like, oh, like, I'm working with a great old one. I'm working with a fiend. And, like, mm-hmm. this is this, that, and the other. And you immediately have a connection. And I just think that there is so much, like, rich storytelling that you can do with, like, the story of a warlock, how they got there, how they met their patron, like, mm-hmm. why they're working with their patron, why they chose that versus, like, studying to be a wizard. I just think that there's so much interesting 
stuff there. I also just like like playing high charisma. I love being able to just talk my way out of any situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so yeah. if we're just like looking at like, okay, well, like I like playing high charisma. So like, what's a class that needs that? Warlocks. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I love the story of them. It's so much less about like yeah. the mechanics of them. And like, yeah, it's really great that on short rest, you get your spell slots back. But like, yeah, but like, you get that's great. Slots. Elder Splash is great. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> They're definitely not like, but like my my priority isn't like hitting the hardest. My priority yeah. isn't doing the most numbers. My priority is having the coolest, most damaged little guy at the table. <laughs> and I think with warlocks, <laughs> and I think with uh-huh. warlocks, I get uh-huh. that. When like almost no matter what the patron you're choosing is, like you could have a celestial patron who is you know in theory is just like, but a the the ultimate force of lawful good can still really fuck with a player's head and yeah. and the character. Uh, in their requests. Yeah. Um, I, I really appreciate what you're saying about a, a immediate link to the world because it, um, like, as I've been building this one for the role report, and like, ah, when do I dole out information about the deities and the underlying, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, like, I don't know, universal structure, like, sort of, like, and and you have this warlock, and immediately that lets you bring in, you know, the deity level NPC to whisper in their dreams and give them weird prophetic nonsense and all this, and like and tie in that aspect of your campaign. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's nice to like automatically like feel like you belong in the world, whereas like mm-hmm. especially if you're doing like, a fully homebrewed world and like you haven't really talked to ten with the players about it, like. A, a regular fighter might find it hard to like immediately find that link versus yeah. like, you know, a warlock who's like, oh, like I already know this guy. He's not around, but like he's there. I, yeah, I talk to him sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes he tries to get me to do vaguely horrible things or vaguely yeah. beneficial things. Yeah. Um have you have you had a favorite warlock character? Ooh, yeah. I my my favorite warlock that I've ever played was this bratty little girl um, named Persephone. <laughs> she was a little tiefling with an attitude for fucking days. And it was like a running joke between like me and my friends in the campaign that were like, she just needs to get like a part-time job and like she'll be fine. But she was like <laughs> this little like privileged, little annoying, like snarky, I know everything, like little 18-year-old just like, I know everything. You can't tell me what to do. Blah, 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 blah. And like mm-hmm. she was like a li- she was a patron of the fiend. And then later she like went through this whole thing. She became blind, and then she became a patron of or a uh, follower of the Raven Queen. And mm-hmm. We got to go through that whole arc, which was like very, very, very fun. Yeah. And like she was, she was just so fun to play. And I just think warlocks are so fun, especially like I think they get an interesting combination of spells, and like they're just mm-hmm. so fun. I just, I just think they're fun is like the crux of what I'm trying to say. And like, again, like with, with story and world building, if you're, if you have a warlock that will then switch patrons, as, as you mentioned, like that, like a really nice meaty hunk of character development and plot for, for your specific player to dig into me as the DM going my player uh, and, and for the party when you're like, this is serious. There's like, mm-hmm. there's deities at play here. My, my, in theory, my friend now is like having trouble and needs to accomplish this goal. Um, did you, how, how complicated was that for your character? Oh, it was incredibly complicated. So the DM at the time um, decided to make 
the the fiend patron, the big bad of the whole campaign, basically. Mm, and so obviously mm-hmm. that brings up a lot of moral questions for my character. Mm-hmm. And so she became very close with um I believe I believe he was a monk. My friend's gonna listen to this and kill me. But she's <laughs> not remembering not remembering what class he was. <laughs> but she became very close with one of the other characters. And like he was like very hurt by her patron. And so she basically was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm breaking mm. the pact. And so in response, her patron blinded her. And uh-huh. so then like and so she was like, Okay, well, like I'll take away your powers and I'll take away this from you. And then she found herself close to death, obviously, which is how she found the Raven Queen. And the Raven Queen was like, You deserve a second chance at being a better person, like following a better path in mm-hmm. life. And then that was like the whole thing. And yeah. then she got true sight, which is how she saw. It was very like kind of like Toph and Avatar style, which was how cool. we were kind of like playing. Yeah. It. But yeah, it was really it was a very like rough arc for her to go through. <laughs> Of, like, having all those questions and being, like, this is the only thing that I've known, but, like, this clearly isn't right if it's hurting the people that I care about. Mm -hmm. And so she was just, like, you know what, I care about these people more than I care about, like, what this horrible force is doing. Yeah. 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 Do you... It it is... I'm also hearing, like, a lot of, like, very RP-heavy campaign, at least in that. Is that... I guess I as a player or a DM or both is, like, do you... Do you have a preference to your for your campaigns to lean that direction over, you know, dungeon crawl combat all the time yeah. and like or finding a nice mix? I like I like a good mix of them. We we also play only over Discord, um, mm-hmm. except for like special occasions where we're like we'll meet up in person and like we'll all play together. But like, you know, with scheduling, it's just easier to do something yeah. over Discord. And like we sure. have a lot of we don't use a lot of like battle maps or anything. Mm-hmm. And so it's mostly just like it's a lot of RP and then like the combat. This is why our comp we have like a running joke that like as soon as we do combat, the session's gonna take two hours longer. Because mm-hmm. like when you don't have everything in front of you and then each turn you yeah. like, okay, how far away is that for me? How far away is that for me? And, like, yeah, the combat's still very fun. We still have a very good time. Yeah. But we it's just easier in that circumstance, like lean more towards RP heavy play, mm-hmm. which thankfully we all love. Like we all yeah. adore RP heavy play. Like we're a bunch of like actors and writers and theater kids at heart. So <laughs> Do you do you have a a favorite patron of a yeah, warlock? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay. <laughs> Again, going along with the theme of I love a good tortured person. I love playing like I love playing with the fiend. It's so fun. It's just so fun, and you get so much cool stuff under the fiend. It is just it's great. I love it. I yeah. It's a lot of fun. I do. I, I have a friend who uh, got to a. I don't remember if this if the the PC was like full warlock or uh, or multi class, but their favorite thing at a certain level was using hurl through hell and just mm-hmm. going. I hit them, and now portal opens, and I drop <laughs> them into hell. Yep. Yep. It's just so fun, and you get like fireball for free. It's just it's mm-hmm. so good. Well, as like yeah, I, as I'm looking at it right now, I also love that your you get you once you uh, at, in the expanded spell list you get flame strike and hallow. Yep. At the same time, like despite having this fiendish patron, you get a spell that well, I guess technically it says it can, you infuse an area with holy or unholy power, mm-hmm. but it's still you you know you. Forbid an area from celestials, elementals, fey, fiends, and undead. So you're 
banishing your own patron essentially from this area that you're casting a yeah. spell around. Um, and like being able to lean into that and the sort of the, the I don't know, wild difference between yeah. the, having that patron and going, no, you can't, you can't come into this building <laughs> that I'm casting a yeah. spell on. And like Dark One's own luck is so great, like just getting a free D10 to a roll per rest and like the Dark One's blessing with like the temporary hit points is so good. There's mm -hmm. just a lot of really good, like, like, yes, they're great for story, but there's a lot of really good, like, for as weak as warlocks are technically, there's a lot of really good technical buffs from the fiend. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, you know, I think there's, there's some of the classic spells on the list of both, uh, well, both mage armor as a, as one of your, um, mm -hmm. you just get what that. You call it, that you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm forgetting the what the thing is. What is it? It's a uh, armor of shadows. Question armor mark, of shadows. Eldritch invocation. Eldritch That's invocation. The one. Yeah, yeah. Which again, this massive list of things to do all kinds of cool stuff with it to boost your eldritch blast if you want a little more damage or a little mm -hmm. more range or make it shove people away. Yeah, it's armor of shadows yeah. is the thing I was thinking of, like having that or. Uh, I feel like Armor of Agathis is the other classic Warlock yeah. spell. Like, well, you can come hit me, but then you're immediately going to take all this cold damage from my mm -hmm. magical icy armor. Yep. Yeah. Toll um, the Dead's also so great. I love Toll the Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also like, I feel like there's a, I don't know, the, like the combo of get, getting Devil's Sight, so magical and non-magical mm -hmm. darkness doesn't bother you, and then being able to cast darkness as a protection for yourself because you can move, you can see, you can move around undercover, fire out of it, and no one else can see you either up close yeah. or far away. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and smites if you go packed to the blade, all the things. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. I, I don't they're, look at They're like enough. the rogues they're of cool. the casters. They're very mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, well, and and I like that. I love that analogy. Like, the, I we've talked. I've talked to several other people about the the charismatic rogue archetype. You know, the like the charlatan, yeah. the huckster, the snake oil salesman, mm -hmm. if you will, or just like the the I have the public face, and you never know what is behind the public face because mm -hmm. I can lie my way out of anything. Yeah. Um, well. And so let's use that to to talk about sorcerers a little more. Uh, again, that super fast rundown. They're mm -hmm. they're at a d six of hit points down there mm -hmm. with wizards in like very soft and squishy, um, and also like the biggest things are either your meta magic or your specific sorceress origin, right? I guess yeah. I guess that is this basically the specific uh, subclass, if you will. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think I want to ask first. If you have favorite meta magics, ooh yeah, I'm. I haven't played sorcerer in so long, so I'm probably gonna get the names of them wrong. Okay, but I'm, I love, I'm looking. I'll see if I can get it. I love um, the one that ups the casting time. I believe it's quicken spell. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. love um, twinned spell where you can like cast it twice or choose another target. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's uh, there's one that's like you can go. You can cast it without a full component. I think it's silenced spell. But like, uh, if you need a verb, if you need a verbal subtle. component, you, subtle yeah, spell, yeah, subtle. No, no somatic or verbal components. Yeah. You just like think the spell and it goes yeah. off. Yeah, which is like really, again, really good for like tight, very niche situations. But like mm -hmm. in those situations, they're so good. <laughs> yeah, they're so much fun. And yeah. and 
I, I think their spell list is like really strong. It's got a lot mm-hmm. of very interesting, fun, weird things, especially if you, uh, you know, end up using the additional spells from uh, Tasha's Cauldron and things like. Oh, yeah. There's really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and magical guidance. You can uh, you can reroll a d20 by spending sorcery points and uh, versatility. Oh, I feel like this has become a thing for more classes, but technically sorceress versatility, you whenever you reach an ability score improvement level, you can replace a meta magic with a different meta magic or replace a cantrip. Yeah. I feel like that is uh Yeah, they've got I feel like they, that has become more versatile, yeah. 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 Uh what 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 draws you most to is it I I could see a similar sort of storytelling thing that as yeah. as a potential draw but what is it that you love about sorcerers Um I again similar with the storytelling thing but I like like you just said I feel like that they're compared to warlocks they are much more versatile than warlocks are and mm-hmm. I feel like even though like yeah you have like the like the one like story thing that you're doing but you can have them have so much more utility I think mm-hmm. like they're very utilitarian. Like you, you, they're like the Swiss Army knife kind of of magic casters a little bit. Like they have a little bit of everything, and they mm-hmm. can kind of do everything. They can support you. They can do damage. Like they can like buff you. Like they can do a ton of things. And I think it's so awesome. Yeah, I I think those yeah like depending on which origin you have for your sorcery and mm-hmm. how you want to use the meta magic in your spell list, yeah. you can really you can craft a full support caster. You can craft a full like extremely empowered one yeah. uh i i've referenced this one before i i played with a wild magic sorcerer that by agreement with the dm surged every single time the character did anything we have someone who's playing like an aberrant mind sorcerer right now and there was a moment where they were in the last fight that they did they were like okay I feel like casting fireball is going to be the thing that I should do. Is everyone okay with me doing this? And everyone was like, yeah, fuck it. Just like kill the thing. So there was like this huge thing of just like them casting fireball and then everyone else having to make the save. And then it's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. We'll just go to our cleric after. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh, I mean, you can, you can sometimes shield your party and sometimes you just gotta you go just gotta for it go and throw a fireball. Yeah. Throw a really, really, really big fireball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, I, I guess it maybe even if it has been a while, was there, did you have a, a sorceress character that still holds very big piece of your heart? Yeah, I played a, um, they started as a monk, a shadow monk. And then I thought it would be really cool if they also took on a few levels of shadow sorcerer. Mm-hmm. So they could be the ultimate kind of like, building a rogue without building a rogue like sneak attack weapon kind of mm-hmm. yeah. but like still having the access to magic and still having like the flurry of blows and everything and so yeah they're they have a really nice special place in my heart they're also my first like non-binary character that i've ever played cool and I, yeah just for like personal reasons i think that's really nice and i love them a lot <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess on 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 back on the sorcerer front mm-hmm. do you have a favorite sorceress origin Ooh, i mean i i loved i loved playing a shadow sorcerer it was super fun mm-hmm. and i think that their abilities are super cool i i there's something about the chaos of me that loves wild magic though i love wild magic sorcerers i think that they're so fun to play with i love the wild magic table i love it all i they're they're a lot of fun mm-hmm. do you 
same question I, I asked uh, Ash the last time. Uh, do you like using kind of the standard wild magic table that is either DM guide or player's handbook, or have you found or built your own table of more interesting, fun, cool, whatever effects? I think using it as the base is like an amazing place mm-hmm. to like start. And like, I haven't, I haven't fully made my own. I have, mm-hmm. there have been times where like we've had to roll wild magic and I've just been like, I think that this would actually be a more fun effect. So we're adding it to the table. And this is suddenly a number that I rolled. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think like the base table is like super, super useful for just like starting and like figuring it out. But I love, I love adding anything homebrew to like anything like it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm smarter yeah. than the developers. I want to make the more fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think it's it's smarter and just like more interesting. Like my my sense is that that table and a lot of stuff that we read, especially official content from Wizards or from D and D Beyond, has gone through seven pairs of hands when you talk yeah. about everyone that's written for it and however many editors before finally getting there. Versus you know my own go- like looking at it right now, it's like okay. Uh, uh, you glow with bright light in a 30 foot radius. Like there's just, there's gotta be something that's way more interesting yeah. like, than glowing. I've, <laughs> I've, been, I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate recently and I played a wild magic sorcerer for a little bit. And like, it's fun like to have those random things. But then also I was just in a boss fight and I got my whole team turned into sheep for three rounds. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's the thing I love about wild magic sorcerers. Like the, like, yes, the benign things are like nice. And it's like your reward for not getting the worst role. Yeah. But yeah. also you're playing a wild magic sorcerer for a reason. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You must like the chaos yeah. of it. <laughs> Hi friends. Interrupting your Sendcast for just a quick moment to say thank you. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate all of you being here with us. It is super fun for us, and it means a lot. Also, if you're anywhere near the Bay Area, or likely to, check out our live show on December 13th, Dungeons & Flagons, a not-holiday semi-spectacular. You can find the event on Facebook. We're also on Bloom. And you can just go directly to dungeons-flagons2.secretparty.io for tickets. You won't want to miss it. It's going to be a great time. Definitely not holiday at all. But while you're at it and looking around the internet, why not give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok? We are at the Roll Report cast on both of them. And you'll get all kinds of extra special things. Looks at the artwork that our amazing artist is creating for the characters. Special clips of interviews with guests on Class and Up the Joints and more. And hey, if you really love what we do, we would absolutely love it if you would visit us on patreon.com slash the Roll Report. Throw us whatever you can spare. It helps us feed ourselves, make coffee when we're playing games, all that sort of stuff. And at the very low level of $10 a month, you get unedited interviews. You get no more ads. You get all sorts of cool stuff. If you want to give us more money, that's cool too. We have special perks for you as well. But really, thank you for listening. If you feel like it, Leave us five stars on Spotify or Apple or Google. Write us a review. It helps people find the show and we get all the warm fuzzies feeling them. All right, I think that's enough for me. Back to the show. Okay, so I guess we we touched on these a little bit in, in, in both Warlock and Sorcerer since they're 
subclasses are essentially the things that make them so cool. But like, do you have favorite subclasses, I guess, outside of Sorcerer and Warlock or just this is my all time favorite subclass? Yeah, I have a lot. I love I love so many different classes. Like you told me, you're like, oh, I'm going to ask you what your favorite class is. And I was like, I need to think about this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like I just sat there and Fair I was enough. like, oh, God. <laughs> but um, um, top however love, many. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with bards, I love the College of Spirits. I think it's so fun and unique. And it's such like a cool take on bards. Mm-hmm. Like just being able to use like a Ouija board or tarot cards to like have as like your instrument is so cool um i love the the um curse of the lycan blood hunters i think are super fun um i played one of them for a while and she was so dumb bless her heart but so fun to play (laughs) um i love i love shadow monks um i also think mercy monks are very interesting like i would love to play a mercy monk at some point and just like try to like navigate that Mm -hmm. um I think um, Battlemaster Fighters have a special place in my heart because they were the first class that I ever played. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're like super useful and cool. And yeah, I think I think off the top of my head, those are those are my favorites. There's probably more like someone's going to like right. tell me like, oh, what about these guys? And I'm going to be like, no, you're right. <laughs> but- I mean, I I love that. That is that covers a whole lot of well it's it covers a lot of very different classes yeah and i i think to me one of the things that like the commonality that i'm seeing is some of the 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 storytelling and and what and the character building that we've mentioned before with with how how much you can get into the world with warlocks like yeah um wow yeah. yeah, I have a very, it looks very varied on a piece of paper, but when you think about it, it's really not varied. <laughs> no, it's, it, there, yeah, I, I mean, I, like, to me, that, that's the thing that sticks out, is, like, all of these have room for, like, tons of flavor and tons of interesting, you know, world background and character background mm-hmm. if, the, if the character, if the player wants to get, delve into that a little bit more. And then, I mean, Battlemasters are just, like the most inter- useful yeah. of fighters of all time and They're so much fun. So great. Superiority dice are so good. Yeah. Yeah. And and I feel like there's more of them all the time. Like every new book, there's like a couple new Battlemaster maneuvers. Yeah. And they get a lot of great. love from wizards, mm-hmm. which I love for me. <laughs> I mean, as someone who loves wizards, I love anything that makes wizards cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are there, I, I guess, so So you said you haven't played a Mercy Monk, but the others have you played in various times, either one shot or campaign? Yeah, I've played, I played all of those at some point, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Other than, other than a Mercy Monk. I just think that their sure. class is super, super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a way to turn essentially a martial class into something class. of a healer yeah yeah and i i want to look up that a little bit more because it's been a while so okay so all the monk things super fun uh you get an herbalism kit immediately when you choose the subclass and then you have your really fun hand of healing versus hand of harm um so okay 
So anytime you flurry of blows, you can heal someone. Mm -hmm. Or it's an action you spend a key point to touch a creature to restore a number of hit points. Or when you flurry of blows, you just heal someone. Yeah. Or you when you hit when you punch someone, you can spend a key point to deal necrotic damage of uh, martial arts die plus wisdom. Um, ooh, ooh, yeah. Like they're so interesting. Mm-hmm. It, it's mm-hmm. such a fun take on the monk, which like can sometimes just be like, oh yeah, you just hit things better. But it's such like a unique way to build them. I think. Yeah, and it and the high level stuff focuses on. On, on healing in a lot of ways. At, at, at sixth level, physician's mm-hmm. touch, you if you use your hand of healing ability, you can also end a disease or a condition. Uh, when you use the hand of harm, you can make them poisoned until the end of your next turn. Man, I now I'm just imagining like stun locking someone and leaving them poisoned. Yeah. In that, oh, wow. Like there's so yeah. much cool stuff to do with them. Yeah. Yeah, you at a high left level, you no longer need key points for the hand of healing or hand of harm. Hand of ultimate mercy at 17th level, you can essentially, you have a 24-hour window to revivify something mm-hmm. and end uh, and a condition of blind, death, paralyzed, poison, or stun. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, like, the punchy healer. Yeah. Super like, fun. It's just such like a, I think it could be such like a cool addition to like a group of like very like, like if you want like a martial focused group and like yeah. you want to still be a part of that, like having that as like the solution to like a cleric, mm-hmm. like or like, or if you don't want to play something like a paladin, which would typically be the solution to that. I think that they're a very, right. they're a very unique kind of way to play, I think. Have you run tables or been part of a party like that where you're like, oh, oops, we're all fight classes. We don't have a healer. One. Yeah. Not even like two. One. Fine. Yeah. Um, so okay, spirits bards, you you learn uh you learn guidance and uh and is flavored generally as spirits guiding you and has a 60-foot range. Um the t- the tales from the beyond are very, very cool. Uh, All these different fun things that your bardic inspiration can do uh, and you can have the effect on you or a creature within 30 feet. Uh, A spirit session. You can conduct an hour-long ritual channeling spirits and you can temporarily learn one spell of your choice from any class. Wow. They're real fun. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I... Man, okay, yeah, I, I, I see all the flavor potential immediately, but yeah, what is, is, is that the thing that draws you most to them? Yeah, well, I mean, like, again, like I, it originally it was the flavor thing that, and I'm also like a very witchy person. Like, I love like reading tarot cards. I love ghosts and everything like that. And so, as soon as they released the College of Spirits part, I was like, I need to play one of those. And so that was originally what drew me to them. And then as I was building him. I and I got to the point of like, oh, you can just like get a spell from any class. And then like his whole like flavor thing is that like he was a cabin boy on this ship and he was the only living survivor of the shipwreck. And so like he's haunted by all the ghosts of the crew of the ship. That's like his whole thing. And then it was like, okay, you can learn a spell from any class. And I was like, what if I go into the druid spells 
And what if I give him tidal wave? And then mm. what if we flavor it with like psychic damage instead and we call it spirit wave? And then it's this whole thing of like him being able to use like the trauma from that experience yeah. and using it as a weapon. And then that was like, that was like the main thing was I was like, I want to like make this into like a spell. I think that this is so cool. <laughs> that, I mean, yes. Yeah. Hard yes. That is really fucking cool. I love that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what a fucking brilliant and interesting creative reflavoring of both the spell and a way to tap into that class. Yeah. That is really cool. And I had the thought of them, um, because again, bards at high levels, they don't get a ton of amazing things. And so I had the thought of um, at some point multi-classing him into a um, a warlock who I'm going to get the name of this subclass wrong. Like the, the 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 patron of like the deep, I think is what it is. Uh, and it's like, it's like the deep, fathomless, yes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, like the deep sea kind of like patron. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, it's kind of just like right there for me and this little guy that I've made. <laughs> Get your fun little like bonus action, uh, extra floppy tentacle yeah. attack thing. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to make this little haunted sailor. I, <laughs> I, I DM'd for kids last year. I was uh, running a game um, for 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 kind of like tween ish age, and one of them just like was a fathomless warlock and I it just every time he was like I summon my tentacle and I slap someone with it I'm just like I, I can't right now I can't all right I guess I okay guess that's your turn yes you do you absolutely do that you totally do that just, <laughs> you are you are far too young to have any other extra meaning uh, to this but it is fucking weird yeah yeah oh, I love that um well okay uh I, I'm I'm gonna ask mm -hmm. of these six one two three four five well seven I guess we count mercy so is there is there the ultimate favorite the ultimate favorite subclass or uh, sorcerer warlock domain pact what is where what's gonna come out all the way on top for you I think and I will I wiggle think... my eyebrows because it helps make the choice. <laughs> I think I might have to say my favorite of all time, and this answer will probably change tomorrow, but my favorite sure. of all time Today. right now, <laughs> I think is a Warlock Pact of the Raven Queen. I think okay. that there's a ton of versatility in her and like her pact and everything and everything that she gives you. And like, again, with the story of like, she's like a god of death and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think, I think it's so cool and it's so fun. Did that? Uh, I, did, I did. I brought it up like in a character that I yeah, played. Yeah, I've been, yeah. I've been focusing totally. mainly on the fiend, but the Raven Queen mm -hmm. is my is my favorite. I think now that I'm thinking through it fully. Do, I, the fiend's I'm, up there, though. Fiend's up there. Though. Oh yeah, totally. I I'm I'm curious which which of the which of the archetypes I Raven Queen fit into for you. Did that become undead or undying, or was that a reflavoring of like celestial? Um, it, it became a reflavoring of a celestial for me. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fun. Like get some healing light and some other cool stuff uh, to like bump up the support. Mm -hmm. Cool, love it. Yeah. Amazing. All right, well, heard it here. Celestial <laughs> warlock, it is. That's there you go. We're gonna say. <laughs> um, 
Blair, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Class Up the Joint. I it is it has been such a pleasure to get to know you a little bit and chat with you and and learn about DM and and class pre- preferences. It was super yeah. cool. Thank you for having me. This was so of fun. Of course. Uh, where can people find you on the interwebs if they would like to? Do you have cool projects coming up to plug? Um, you can follow me on anything that matters at Blair Bogues. Um, that is the handle everywhere. Um, I haven't been posting on the internet in a while, but, but we're getting back to that now that I'm like moved and everything. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think TikTok is the main area to follow me for content. And okay. yeah, nothing super major, but maybe some things are in the works. Who knows? I don't know. Ooh, Ooh. some things. Do, uh, has your I, has your group of you have done streaming of your home games, or is that not? Uh, we have as not. Much no, it's okay. like a very like just home game. We've had talks about doing it, but who's to you say know? what the future Who holds? Knows? Well, the future holds lots of good stuff for for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say for you and everyone, I'm just going, God, right. I hadn't thought about the state of the world for five, ten minutes. Uh, and that was that was a nice, it was a lovely little break, quite honestly, yeah. to, to only think about fantasy. Um, yeah. Uh, follow at Blair Bogues on TikTok and things. And uh, and follow, I don't know, if you're listening to this and you're not following the role report, maybe you should follow the role report, too. Yeah, follow uh, the role report. Thank you. We are where you can find your podcasts and on TikTok and Instagram at the Roll Report Cast. Um, yeah, you know, someday I'm gonna have like a really cool like outro spiel yeah. or something, but I don't. So, uh, thank you again. It is such a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm.